welcome to the in transit podcast a place where we discuss all things supply chain i'm your host vishnu rajamanikam in this episode we are joined by paul travers the founder and ceo of augmented reality tech firm vuzix to discuss the game changing role ar glasses have on improving labor efficiency within warehouse operations The warehousing segment is struggling of late with attracting people to be part of its workforce. This isn't surprising considering the tight labor market and the easy availability of jobs in a strong economy. The physically taxing work environment and long hours at the job has resulted in high worker churn rates, making it harder for companies to spend time and resources in training a workforce that could go out the door at any moment. Paul and I will discuss how augmented reality technology is helping warehousing management to improve worker productivity levels in quick time, enhance accuracy in picking and inventory management, and the potential for increased safety in an often chaotic workplace. So buckle up and let's get started. Hey Paul, welcome to the In Transit podcast. Hello Vishnu, it's a pleasure to be here and thanks for asking us to join. Please to have you here Paul. Um why don't we start with an introduction of yourself and what you do at Vuzix with regard to warehousing operations. So first of all, Vishnu Vuzix is a smart glasses slash augmented reality wearable display company and you know we make smart glasses for a lot of different industries, uh, healthcare, personal health, honestly, frankly people with hearing impairments and Yeah, there's all kinds of areas where our products are being used. As it happens, a lightweight wearable computing device is also great for the warehouse and warehouse use cases. Uh it allows the in the warehouse automation to work with humans, quite frankly, it allows humans to have superhuman capabilities at the same time. It allows the human to onboard really really fast which is a challenge in an industry where turnovers super high which is part of the reason why automation is being embraced by so many different areas. So yes, we make these smart glasses. They're glasses that you wear that literally our newest pair look like a pair of Oakleys with displays, technology all built in ready to go. So we we started in the defense space making these larger devices and everything has gotten so small today now that they're in the ounces the the latest pair that we have our ultralight platform is 35 grams and they're again like i said being used all over the place we're a public company i'm the chief executive officer of vuzix corporation and our stock symbol is on the nasdaq vuzi brilliant i guess we are right on time for a discussion on innovation within the warehousing space right there's a lot that's happening in there um we recently saw amazon launch its ai powered robots in i guess a fulfillment center in houston and they did mention that they expect systems to cut down uh, fulfillment times by like 25% and I saw some pictures there that Amazon shared and you could see humans working alongside a humanoid and considering what you do at Uzix which is to enhance the existing workforce uh I want to hear your thoughts on how do you see automation within the warehousing space which is all about you know replacing human workers so does that look like competition to the tech that you provide uh, I think I think automation 
is inevitable, quite frankly. But if you think about today, in 55 plus percent of warehouses, they still use paper and pen for picking and tracking the picks. So it's not everybody. It won't be everywhere. But there is a challenge in some of the bigger distribution centers and stuff with getting enough employees and support staff. Let's face it, not everybody aspires to retire as a warehouse picking person, but that's part of the problem. I mean, the ability to grow within a warehouse and to have upward opportunities, it has to be completely addressed differently. And automation is going to help make that happen. Yes, I don't, I don't believe that the average Joe will be out of a job in the warehouse in, of the future. It's, it's just going to be an, a more important part of making warehousing work. So I see in the bigger spaces automation in some places where it's even going to be lights out automation warehousing. In other places, it's, it's humans with automation. And this is where smart glasses really come in well. And then in other places, it's just a much better way to pick. And it's more efficient, certainly, than pen and paper. Absolutely. Great point. Um, I'd like to touch on the fulfillment side of things, Paul, where consumer expectations, uh, the factor of consumer expectations is like heavily impacting it, right? So I see if I'm a retailer, um, I'd have a lot of boxes to take. Like it's getting trickier for me to find warehousing space close to consumers. Inventory space in itself is more expensive. Uh, warehousing operations are kind of exposed to a multitude of innovation and tech tools. At this juncture, how would I or how would you advocate for warehousing management to you know, choose to invest in AR glasses? Well, I mean, if, if you have robots in a facility and you need humans there, in many cases today you do, uh, let's just take it as, as an example, pallet packing. Um, to pallet pack with robotics is not necessarily 100% easy. Not every facility can afford the robot systems that are required. Pallet packing is a very difficult job. You, you know, you've got multiple different products going on to a pallet. Maybe there's cornflakes and maybe there's bottled water and the likes. And if you underpack the pallet, your shipping costs go up by 20 or 30%. Nobody wants that. If you put the, if you put the cornflakes in the bottom of the pallet and they get crushed by the water, nobody buys the cornflake boxes. And so this is a job that takes a long time to learn also. And the turnover rate is quite high. But if you give somebody a pair of AR glasses, the AR glasses running with an AI algorithm actually pre-pack the pallet off of the first pick. The guy goes over, he scans the pallet, he knows what's going on it. The glasses know what's going on it. When he scans the first thing to go onto the pallet, boom, the glasses tell him exactly where to put it. So he goes immediately for the maximum best packing of the pallet. And you can give our glasses to a brand new employee in a space with high turnover rate. A brand new employee, and within an hour, they're picking and packing that pallet proficiently with with low, 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 low underpacking, and the cornflakes never get busted up. So automation working with AI inside of smart glasses allow jobs that are really hard to train for, for instant onboarding and very fast return on investments. 
Got it. And just by the explanation that you gave, it is pretty clear that there's a lot of complexities involved with, uh, you know, just the normal day-to-day warehousing job, right? So how do these management, like warehousing management, how do they measure their return on investment, Paul? Like, is it about measuring worker productivity levels before and after? Is it about accuracy levels, improve customer service? Like, what are the metrics that govern ROI? I mean, I think they, I think firms look at all of that, but there's even more. I mean, they have, as as we all know, this part of this problem is employee employee happiness. I mean, it's hard to keep employees that hate their job, and to have an employee come on board and use old technology and walk in a, you know, for 10 miles in a poorly lit warehouse. Um, it's no wonder people don't want to do these jobs their whole life. And, you know, ask yourself, if, if you had kids, would you recommend that their job be a warehouse picking person? I mean, there's, there's no forward mobility. It's, it's just a difficult job to be in. And I think that um, warehousing organizations that have warehouses are trying to change that look and feel. So and the, making the employees feel like you care about what their job is, getting to them to like to come to work, getting them to work with the automation equipment that's there. So today in a warehouse where you're doing pallet packing, you might actually be carrying the pallet with you with either a robot that's dragging it around or it's on a fork truck that's automated even. And Today, with automation involved, you can actually pack two pallets at the same time. It can come along and with the communications between the smart glasses and the automation equipment, be very, very efficient and go significantly faster and have an employee who's super excited because he's kind of like, you know, Ultraman sort of thing where he's got all this really cool technology allowing him to do his job. And it's, you know, super high tech at the forefront. So it's how much faster, how much more accurate it's, am I underpacking or overpacking? Um, the accuracy of the picks it's, I don't want to ship stuff that didn't get bought and then have to deal with returns. I mean, all of this stuff becomes critical. And if there's a human in the mix, it significantly revolves around making sure that that human is cognizant and doing his job well in concert with the automation equipment. Makes sense. Um, could you talk a bit more in detail about AR tech benefits uh, for a worker in a warehouse setting, Paul? Like, um, I understand that there's a lot of efficiency that it brings into the picture, but I'm looking at more uh, kind of examples of like specific segments within a warehouse environment where you know workers that use an AR tech class is going to benefit a lot more than someone who doesn't. Well, I mean, the one example I gave is the pallet picking and packing example. And without having the automation, you need, in some cases, months and months of training before you're picking and packing a pallet proficiently. You you need to have the AI side of it. Another example is getting through the warehouse and finding stuff with smart glasses on. You can map and show where to go to to get to where the stuff is much faster. Another example is picking by light. So vision picking, we work with companies like TeamViewer and Ox and I can't believe I'm not going to remember these other guys because they're amazing. (laughs) 
Logistiview, sorry about that sort of slip. Logistiview does this thing called vision picking. And what it does is it highlights on the shelf exactly where you're supposed to pick and how many units to pick out of that spot on the shelf. So that those the glass is doing that just instantly eliminate errors and overpicking and picking the wrong spot. And it confirms the picks 100%, confirms the quantities, and the glasses can automate and help through those process steps, which you just can't do with, with, a, with a Zebra barcode scanner, and that's it. You're scanning, and everything is assuming that you have went through the rest of the process, right, to get whatever it is you scanned into the right spot. Got it. Um, I remember trying on AR glasses for the first time in like 2015, and I recently got to put on a pair sometime earlier this year, and the improvement in quality was remarkable. And I guess that kind of translates to commercial AR glasses as well. Uh, so my question is, what kind of feedback have you received from workers who've been using your AI glasses in real-world scenarios? Like, do they immediately feel more empowered, or is that like a learning curve they need to navigate? So it depends upon the employee, as you might imagine. Um, some folks are pretty fixed in their ways, and they've learned how to do something, and they have a hard time even understanding why they might need to change the way they're doing their picking. Other folks are really open-minded and they, they love the glasses. Um, our, I mean, our glasses are lightweight. They're like 2.8 ounces. They're designed to wear all day. Unlike a, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but a hollow lens or a magic leap is really not something that we would use in a warehouse to pick with. They're, they're heavy devices. You know, you couldn't imagine wearing them for eight hours. They also require so much calibration to know and learn the environment. Our glasses are much more simple than that. 2.8 ounces, like the newest pair, like I said, they, they weigh 35 grams. That's the weight of a pair of sunglasses. So they're super lightweight. They're easy to use and wear. And when you give them to the employee and they give them these sort of instant extra capabilities, um, they're very positively received by most. Some folks take a little bit longer to get to use them, but in general, at the end of the day, you got 15 people and 10 out of 15 people are like, I don't want to go back to the old way of picking. So it's been pretty positive. I will say it's, it's just getting started. <laughs> uh, you know, there, like I said, there's a lot of places where this technology is starting to be used with over 55% of warehouses still using paper. There's so many areas to get better and where smart glasses could be used for easy upgrades. Um, but it, but again, it's, it's new to the game and it is just starting to go. But the feedback that we've gotten is once you start using the glasses, uh, employees really like to use them. And the employers like them because of the ROIs that they're getting. We have a white paper on our website. I would recommend folks, maybe you can supply a link or something, Vishnu, when this is done, that there are several white papers that show some of the ROIs that you get by using smart glasses. And the, um, the use case and the ROIs are, are quite impressive. Interesting. I for sure link it down below uh, on the podcast, Paul. And also, my, I mean, my question here with regard to the management, understanding the ROI, which is pretty, pretty 
great, right? Like once they start using it, they see the ROI, but how do the discussions before they start working with you happen? Like, how do you approach uh, a warehousing company or how does a warehousing management company approach your company and talk about this? Like, what are they intending? Like, what are they, when you approach them, what do you see them um, asking for when they look at ARTEC? So they're currently using things like a voice picking, which is a headset with a speaker and and heads, headphones on. And they're, you know, pick seven item three kind of thing. And they're looking at trying to improve those processes. They're, they've been using it maybe for years now, and they're looking for a change. Originally, Vishnu, like let's say five years ago, you would have to go in and, and say, look, we we think this technology could make a big difference for you. And so it's, it took special companies that had research groups that were trying to learn and develop new technology. And it would be, you know, half a million to a million dollars sort of proof of concept because I had to do all this work to tie it into the, to the, to the WMS and whatever package that might be running there. And then the processes and procedures to wrap through it all and make it work. And so, it took a lot and it took a fair amount of money to start with. But with companies like Ox and LogistaView and TeamViewer now, the applications are done and they're operational. They just work and they're designed to work with things like SAP. So, um, and by the way, Vuzix has our own company called um, Moviant that does the same, it, similar. I mean, these other guys offer different ways of doing it. What Vuzix does is offline picking and the likes. But it's, it's much easier to do now. So it's, you know, for a very small amount of money, you can get a case study up and running and then roll it out from then after with, with, with again, with maybe twenty to $40,000 worth of investment, you can be up and operational. Um, we're trying to make that less and less over time. So our, our ISVs, the software vendor partners, like the team viewers of the world that I just mentioned. So it's, it's much easier now. There's proof in the pudding now. There's other areas and companies that have shown these successes. We've got studies, again, that are on our, our website that point to the kinds of ROIs that are there. So it's an easier sell now than it's ever been. Uh, it still takes time. You still got to get through IT departments. There's cameras on the glasses, which in some cases worry some IT departments because they don't want pictures of their facilities being taken and the likes. But in the end, it's such a big ROI in most cases, the IT departments get over it and they move forward with installations. Got it. Um, since you just um, broached the topic of safety, right? So I want to actually discuss the um, potential concerns uh, that companies might have when they are looking to invest in AR classes, right? So specifically with regard to data privacy and cybersecurity. So what does Wuzix do to ensure that the data and the images that you capture and display via your glasses remain secure? Many of the networks that we tie into in a warehouse are private networks, so they don't go out onto the web. If they do, they're over very, very secure networks in that process. Cloud-based kinds of things like Amazon Web Services or whoever it might be. Um, we run with all of the latest and greatest security technology built into the Android-based classes that we do provide. So everything's state-of-the-art. IT departments give us a stamp of approval every time from that perspective. Got it. 
Um, going back to the previous point where we're discussing about, uh, you know, the importance of, you know, like different companies have different ways through which that they train their employees to get adapt adapt themselves to AI classes and tech, right? So from the training perspective, uh, from from Wuzik's point of view, what is what do you do in order to get the workers in the said warehouse um, to get up to speed with using AI classes? Like, do they need to undergo specific training programs to, you know, get proficient in using them? Yeah, it's not difficult to learn how to use a pair of glasses. Within an hour, you have down how to wear them, how the interfaces work on them and the likes. Compare that to the actual job. Uh, in the case, again, I'll go back to pick and pack where you're pallet packing. To train an employee how to pack a pallet so that it's packed tight, it's packed all the way to the top, and the stuff on the bottom isn't getting crushed by the stuff on the top, it takes a, it takes months to learn how to do that job. With smart glasses, all you got to do is teach a person how to wear the glasses and how to do the pick and pack once. From then on, they are as good as an expert. So you're, you're cutting out in a job that has really high turnover. Think about this for a minute. So, you know, 100% on an annual basis, in some cases, people turn over in these jobs. And so the training, the front-end training is so significant. The losses when you're picking and packing badly can be quite significant. And all of that goes away with literally an hour's worth of here's how you use the glasses and the person is picking and packing. So it's a it's just huge for onboarding. It's so much more simple to show and do tasks for onboarding and then to actually do the task itself because the automation runs in the glasses, the AI algorithms in the glasses are kind of like the right hand man with the person that's doing the packing. It's just instantly you get the payback. So it's it's not an onboarding problem, quite frankly. Now, if all you're doing is picking by voice, yes, it's it's new, but it's so much easier to pick with pick by glasses. Um, pick by voice, there's still a barcode scanner involved. In this case, instead of having the voice, you have a display and the image of the thing that's picking comes up on the display. And so everything gets so much easier than trying to teach somebody how to go through this voice picking process and algorithms. It's just pick shows the thing and you're on to the next one, the next one. It's very, very fast onboarding. So often it's, it's a shorter discussion on onboarding with glasses than it is to teach somebody how to pick with, uh, by voice as an example. Got it. So when workers are using these glasses, right? So you, you did mention that, you know, everything comes in front of their eyes. So I'm just wondering about the safety aspect of it within a warehousing environment, because I guess there's, you know, there could be potential concerns with distraction or vision obstruction, right? I'm asking this is warehousing operations can you know, often be noisy, dimly lit and filled with people and forklifts moving around. So how do workers cope in such an environment while wearing AR glasses? So the alternative is I've got a wrist monitor and I'm looking down at my wrist monitor that's giving me this kind of information that would be up in the glasses. So I look down at that and then I look over at what I'm trying to pick. I do the scan and I look back down at my wrist then I do the pick and I do the place and all these operations where I'm 
taking my eyes and focusing them on my wrist where this other display is or on a tablet that's sitting in the truck with me. In the case of our glasses, the display can be low in your vision, like right where your cheek is, and it's more like a picture in picture. So you glance down and see it, and then you look back up, and your vision is not occluded. So it's, un, it's not like what people think where you put a VR headset on. With these glasses, literally, it's just like having a display that floats down and to the right a little bit so that you glance at it when you need to, and then you're up, and you're still completely cognizant of your environment. Now, we do have glasses that the image appears in the waveguides. So you put them on and like this pair of Oakleys that we have, but it's not different than wearing a pair of reading glasses or any other glasses. They're very open. They're not occluded. You can see all the way around. And all that happens now is that information gets placed on top of you in front of the pic. So it's not, you can literally see through the whole display. It's just the information you need is floating out in front of you as if it's part of the real world. So Generally speaking, when you have smart glasses on, it's not like a VR headset where you're in a bucket, head in a bucket, and you can't see what's going on around you. It makes what's going on around you more integrated with what you're trying to do. And quite frankly, it helps you to be more spatially aware than putting your head over to the right, looking at a tablet and taking your eye off the work that you're trying to get done. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, I think we've actually spoken quite a bit about how AR tech can benefit you know the warehousing operations part of logistics but i want to open it a bit and hear your opinion paul on other verticals within logistics that you think will uh, benefit from air glasses like for instance uh, loading and unloading training and onboarding even last mile delivery how about keeping the automation equipment running <laughs> So maintenance and repair is another big area where our glasses are great for. You have an employee who might be there that's a technician that needs help. The conveyor belt's not operating right or the robot that operates with it isn't. And these are very complex systems. So the automation equipment and maintenance, again, the glasses have high resolution broadcast quality cameras. There's a beautiful little display on them. They were again, Wi-Fi connected. So as a technician who's in a facility, and if the facility goes down for a day, let's say, I'm losing millions worth of unshipped product. With these glasses on, I can get the expert from the company that, that, that has the automation equipment in the building. And within an hour, I can have a phone call. He can be helping me. Literally, he can draw on my screen as I'm looking at the repair that I'm trying to do and help me do this maintenance repair on the fly. Or the work instructions for what needs to get done are right there in the glasses so I don't have to carry around a tablet while I'm trying to do the work with my hands. So in maintenance, repair, and overhaul, remote support, getting remote support on site, even though they're not really there, these glasses are perfect for that. So you might imagine throughout a warehousing facility, it's not just in the picking, but it's also in the maintenance and maintenance, repair, and overhaul, the, the equipment, keeping it operational, the general maintenance on the equipment, all of this stuff can be managed and supported through our glasses. And again, as population of the employees are getting older and retiring, the experts that know how to work on this equipment are all retiring. And so having access to AI-based support structure that helps an employee who's new to repairing this particular equipment with guided step-by-step -step instructions 
that are germane to the fix he's trying to do um, is it's, it's really it's, it's brand new and it's hard to get. Frankly, it's an incredibly valuable capability. Totally agreed. It's been wonderful talking to you, Paul. And just before I let you go, I have a pretty open-ended question here. Uh, in I've read some criticism uh, over the years on AR tech in general uh, that it might suppress uh, sensory capacities of people, especially if they wear them for long periods of time, right? So while I understand it clearly improves worker efficiency and also the operational efficiency at large, do you think it can come at the cost of reduce human interaction and capabilities as such? Like, how would you respond to such concerns? For Vuzix, we don't make glasses that when you put your head in them, they isolate you from the real world. Everything we do and everything about augmented reality is augmenting the real world around you, not isolating you from the people in the rest of the world. So for, for what, what we do is completely the opposite of what you just described. This is about having the digital world come into the world and make life better, not isolating people, putting them in a living room and having them be in this space by themselves. So for us, it's quite the opposite. And, you know, we've shipped hundreds of thousands of glasses over the years. We've never had a single problem. And we, we have people now that are using our glasses 24 seven, uh, shifts of 24 seven. When people go home, they don't bring the glasses with them, but they're going to someday. I'm very confident of that. Everybody will use glasses ultimately. This is going to change the world and how things get done, not just in a warehouse, quite frankly. It's game-changing technology. When you can augment the world around you and do things like mapping services that put arrows on the road, you're not going to pick up your phone and see the Google map and try to figure out where you are and relationally to where the world is. It's just going to be there. And that's going to be just like never picking up a paper map again. You won't pick up your phone to do a map. You'll just have the mapping directions in the real world in front of you, as opposed to having your head jammed in your phone. Interesting take, Paul, and pretty exciting also. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this episode. I uh, really appreciate all your insights and Thank you so much. You bet, Vishnu. It was my pleasure. This wraps up another episode of the In Transit podcast. To learn more or to hear previous episodes, check out our website at scmr.com slash podcast slash all or check the podcast segment on the logisticsreport.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.